Good evening and welcome to Dog Talk. I'm Dan Camilleri. And I'm Laura McKillop. We'd like to start by thanking Enduro for their ongoing support in bringing you our live weekly Q&A. Tonight we are speaking with Ado Doyle from Whisper Kelby's and Livestock Services. Ado will be picking who he thinks has asked the best question of the night and they will win a bag of Enduro high energy food for working dogs with real kangaroo meat. Hey mate, how are you going? Good, thanks. How are you guys going? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thanks, buddy. How uh, how's your day? Yeah, not too bad. It was cruisy enough. We only had half a day's crutching and we got rained out, so it was good. Nice and cruisy. <laughs> rained out, mate. So what that consist of, mate, hanging out with the kids? Uh, nah, they're in daycare, so I left them there for as long as I could. So <laughs> I just got home and um, done a few so things with, with the dogs, got them all sorted, so... Yeah, bit of, bit of training, mate. Bit of training, work through a few young ones there. Oh, just trust, yeah, just sort, yeah. Done a little bit of training, but just trying to catch up and everything because I've been away for the last um, month with uh, back in Ireland on holidays. And we've only been back, to, uh, what, two and a half weeks or something. And uh, we've been pretty busy since I've been back. So um, just trying to catch up on everything, really. You want to tell us a little bit about that, mate? Why why did you go away for so long? Uh, well, we actually went back to get married eventually. So it's been, um, we went to get married two years ago. And uh, yeah, COVID, COVID stopped that. So we eventually, eventually made it back there and got married on the 10th of June. So um, it was a pretty, pretty big weekend. Um, four hard days of drinking and it was actually a month. <laughs> month of drinking so <laughs> i was actually doing doing dry july trying to trying to recover from it but um yeah um, congratulations again mate. yeah awesome was that the first time you've been back since coming over here nah i used to try to get back uh once a year um just yeah catch up with everyone and then um yeah since COVID, so i've been home in three years yeah um so yeah it was pretty good to catch up with everyone but it's not as bad now because you got whatsapp and everything like that to talk to people video calls and everything so at least you, you still get to see people in a way definitely dad hadn't met our youngest heidi yet heidi's two this year so they hadn't met her or uh, my brother's little fella either because he lives out here too so it was good yeah, for wow. them to catch up with the grandkids. Absolutely. And just to share the experience with your whole family as well, mate, that's pretty cool. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. So obviously, mate, there's a bit of an accent there, mate. Do you want to tell our viewers a little bit about yourself, where, you, where you're from, where you grew up? Yep. So I grew up in Gorey, County Wexford in Ireland. Um, I finished year 12. I uh, went to schoolies, then got home that Wednesday morning off schoolies, left for Australia Wednesday night for a six-week holiday. And yep. six-week holiday ended up turning into 11 and a bit years now. <laughs> um, and I was meant to go back to uni and, uh, yeah, I was enjoying it too much. So um, I spent... Uh, uh probably seven years in the shearing sheds um over here um and then um i done four years on farm 
uh, working on on a property in uh, Bunny Dune here, uh, Fox Bastrop, and um, now I am back in the shearing industry, contracting. So started started back contracting now. Um, I don't know if it was a good idea or a bad idea, but <laughs> I can tell you tell you in twelve months' time if it was. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been I've been mucking around with dogs probably for four years now. Um. I actually worked in on uh, under Tim Cavill at um, Thunderbird Kelpies. So yeah. I was working under him at Fox Pastoral for um, probably two years. Um, and he was the one that got me into uh, dog trial and everything. And and uh, Rod as well, they, they taught me a lot of things about dogs. So um, it was good. Yeah, it was good having them there behind me. And uh, then Tim left after two years, and then I sort of stepped up into his role. And, um, yeah, it was it was um, good. And, yeah, so now I'm back, back in the shooting industry now. Yeah, and you said before you were meant to go to uni when you went back. What were you going to study yeah. there? Uh, teaching. Yeah. yeah. I was going to do construction and engineering teaching, but, uh, yeah. I don't know if it was yeah, pretty, pretty different to what you're doing <laughs> yeah. 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 And have you always been a Victoria since you've been over here in Oz, mate? What's that, mate? You've always been down in Victoria? You, you I came here? over, started off around um, Aubrey, and then um, I'd done a shearing school in Leighton. So I, I didn't start, I didn't actually know how to shear till I came out here, and I'd done a shearing school up in Leighton. And um and then I started shearing. I spent uh, a couple of years around Wagga, Wagga Wagga, and um, yeah. it was actually pretty good then because I was actually I was young and I was living with a few uni students and that's so uh I um yeah experienced Wagga pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then moved. Uh, we done a shearing job down here in um, actually where I was working at Fox Pastoral, Kendon here. It's a seven stand shed. They ship it. And they ship about 25,000 sheep there. So we were down, usually came down here for about a month. And uh, that's where I met uh, Darcy. Um, she was working in the um, local cafe and used to go in there for a coffee every morning. And yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's beautiful, mate. So did you, um, did you have any experience back home in Ireland? With, with stock? Yeah, so I'm off a dairy farm back home. Uh, yeah. Dad, uh, we've got uh, Dad's farm in 110 acres back home, uh, dairy farm. So uh, he milks anywhere between 80 and 100 cows, and then we dry cows and everything too. He probably has 120 or 30 cows there all up on um, 110 acres. So it's pretty, it's very productive over there. Um, and then I actually, from a young age, probably 14, I used to, any chance I get after school on weekends, I used to pen up for the local shearing contractor. Yep. So, um, he had, he used to run a few, uh, a couple of border collies and, uh, the, uh, blue mural they're called. Yeah. They're sort of like a collie. Um, so I used to use his dogs penning, penning up. So I just used to keep the trailer. We used to tow a trailer around with us everywhere. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was just a kid and 
just um yeah just done all the pending up so that was that was probably where i first <coughs> first learned about sheep dogs now dad always had sheep dogs but um he's always had collies but they're just dairy farm dogs they're just follow just follow the cows down the lane every day there's not it's not really uh anything special or anything so um yeah and then my grandfather we used to always have greyhounds as well grew up racing greyhounds and that's actually where uh, my prefix whisper comes from and uh, my grandfather he um started out with the greyhound industry and he was he was a very good dog man he he bred uh, an english derby winner so yeah wow um, yeah pretty cool. Yeah, you can bring some of that genetics back here, mate. Have a crack. <laughs> we spoke Kelpies and Greyhounds. That's it. I'll stay away from the Greyhounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, question here from Pete Rutherford. What differences do you see between the dogs you have now and the dogs you and your family use in Ireland? And if you were to move back to work there now, would you take your team with you or would they not suit that environment in your opinion? Well, that's a good question because I think about this a lot actually. Um, I actually, I don't. I'm not a big fan of border collies to be honest. Um, but uh, <laughs> if I was to move home, because there's no yard trolling or whatever. I mean, there's there's certainly kelpies they can do, but you know, I I, I love working dogs. So obviously, if I was to move back home, I would probably get a few collies just to fit in with the trolling world over there um yeah. but i definitely i'll definitely take kelpies home with me yeah but yeah I, I, i'd yeah just to fit in back home i'd have to get a couple of collies just to yeah do do three sheeping and you know they're more suited to that three sheeping work and and everything yeah, yeah i mean kelpies can do it too but if you want that if you probably want to win a bit more, you probably need a collie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a super fan of the collies. No, what? Why is that, mate? Um, oh, it's horses, of course. Like they're just. Uh, it's just the type of work I do. I suppose I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't want to get on the bad side of anyone that's got collies. I'm gonna anymore, mate. Everyone's got different tastes, right? Some people like yeah, that. Not a, people like white chocolate. Yeah, just gutless, gutless bastards, I reckon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, they they they're definitely good for what people. You know, there is good collies out there, but um, for the sort of work I do, like you know, a lot of yard work, um, cattle work, and paddock work, I think the kelpies are just more suited to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that'll disagree with that. There's there, and there probably is. I've seen videos of collies out there that can do, but I think that's um, just more of a kelpie job. Absolutely. Um, a few more. I can't read anything no, tonight. We're gonna have glasses on tonight, <laughs> eh? Cool. So you've been over here 11 years. You've been in the industry here 11 years. You're gonna teach back in Ireland. Since you've been here, have you ever thought about doing anything else? um not really i've always i've always been a big fan of of um of agriculture um yeah from 
Yeah, um, I've always been big, being big into it back home. Like as a kid, I was always milking cows for neighbors, trying to make money, or you know, penning up for the local shoeing contractor. I've never really probably known anything else. Um, yeah, yeah I've never, yeah, shearing and farming really dogs. Yeah, I've never really thought about anything else to be honest. It's just um, what, I've grew, what I've grew up around. You mentioned um, Tim and, and Rod there. Um, was there anyone else that inspired you when you were starting out? Um, not really, because I I didn't actually know anyone really in the dog world. Um, yeah, like uh, Campbell. Like I'm I'm really good mates with Campbell Smedley. Um, we do a lot a lot together as well with with Tim and um campbell's a very competitive trawler and uh you know we used to we oh, we still do we travel around to a lot of shows together and and there's a fair bit of competitiveness in campbell and and then i'm also the same so that that's what probably pushes me a lot campbell does you know we've got dogs there and the same like cash and Mick are the same age they're open dogs and and then he's got He's got Zoe. I've got Snip and Elvis around the same age. So we've always sort of got dogs there, same age, competing against one another all the time. And so we'll probably push each other along a fair bit with a bit of a competitiveness streak in us. We, we hate losing to one another. Um, Talk about your competitiveness, mate. How, how do the kids get around your dogs? Yeah, really Did good. Dogs pass down to each other? What, what's that? Your love for your dogs and your animals, can you see that in your in your young kids there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, AJ loves the dogs. AJ he he rides them like a horse, so he does he buddy. <laughs> I'd be afraid he hurts one of their backs. <laughs> so but no, he's he's really good with them, really good with the pups as well. Um I actually lost him one day. He was um, <laughs> the the pet lambs had walked in pissed off down the paddock because we we're i was mucking around with dogs with him so they try and get away any chance to get and i was putting a couple of dogs away and i couldn't find aj and here he is down the paddock with his little pup trying to bring him back to me so <laughs> i think uh, yeah he'll, he'll definitely have an interest in it and then darcy darcy is um she's she loves the dogs too she's uh wanting to do um a bit more trialing and and um yeah well snip is actually darcy's dog um whisper snip and uh yeah i like i like when darcy doesn't come trial because then <laughs> <used to use. laughs> I was just gonna so, ask that. <laughs> yeah so any yeah any chance i can i get without without taking darcy i take because then i get to use her dog so uh because she is the favorite she's probably the favorite around the camp so and how how's that go? Do you notice a difference in Snip whether you handle her or Darcy handler handles her? Does 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 it make much of a difference? Or she's happy to work with anyone? Uh, she's happy to work with everyone now. Probably at the start, like you know, Darcy's got a couple of dogs there, but I like I hate seeing a dog going to waste. So like obviously with the job I was doing, like you know I was taking ten dogs. To work most days and and every one of them dogs were getting heaps of work every day because of you know we have so much stock now and i just wasn't i don't agree with leaving dogs at home 
you know, good dogs at home just for trolling. Because Darcy's a teacher, so she obviously doesn't get to, she only gets to yeah. work them whenever we're doing her own her own thing. So, yeah, so the dogs were getting, her dogs were getting worked by me an awful lot. So then she was finding it hard. They weren't listening to her a bit. Um, yeah, they were sort of more on my side. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't leaving them in the cage. I don't, I don't yeah. I'd rather bring them to work than just leave them at home. Definitely. I just think it's pretty cool. Um, sorry, you just said Darcy's a teacher. And obviously you were going home to do teaching. Has she ever tried to convince you to go and become a teacher now? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think I could see myself doing it anymore no. myself, to be honest. <laughs> Sitting in a classroom with screaming kids, especially when you have kids yourself. That's <laughs> yeah, the last thing I want to do. But on, on social media, we've seen a lot of, you know, the, the ISDS collies and, and UK. We've had a few um, uh, guests from the UK come on. But are they working towards any different in Ireland to over in the UK of what we've been seeing a bit of lately? No, no, they're pretty similar. I, think, I don't follow probably them fellas as much as what I'd like, but I that um, I think James McGee and and that from Ireland, like they're pretty, they're up there like with all the top in the world. Like, um, I yeah, I I think um someone has started that ISDS. Someone done a trial over here. I think. Yeah. Um, one stage I didn't, I wasn't at it, but um, yeah, I'd love to see more of that over here. Um, they'd be pretty good. The, pro the problem is, a lot of people are, are probably afraid to have a go at, at things like that. Um, yeah. that's 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 probably the hardest thing about getting things like that started. Yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah. Like there can be good handlers out there, probably if you know they can be afraid to fail at something, or you know, or you could show weakness in in a dog, or yeah, I just don't think it really kick off. In in saying that, mate, you like, and we will touch on trialing a bit later, but mate, you throw your dogs in any situation, in any trial, any form of trialing. What I reckon that's pretty. That's awesome. Well, that's one thing I want to have a crack at. What What do you like about that? Like. What's your motivator for that? Um, well, probably to work it like because we do so. I do a lot of cattle work. I do a lot of paddock work. I do a lot of yard work. Um, so probably yeah, that's what. And I'm 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 happy to give anything a go. But um, like there's a lot of people there that won't put dogs on cattle or like I don't feed them just you know sit in the pen to just do yard work or just do paddock work like so all my yeah my main dogs they've got to do everything to bloody really really stay in, in the team so um yeah i don't agree with just having a yard dog or just having a paddock dog like the dog's got to do sort of everything but they're hard to come across too like every dog lacks somewhere but make up for it elsewhere so, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a couple of my dogs that are bloody, you know, weak on cattle, but I'll still give them a crack on cattle. I still put them in a cattle trial. Anything can happen. Absolutely. My speaking of, do you remember your first dog? Uh, 
over here. Over here, back home, one that stood uh, out too. Well, cashes me. Yeah, cashes me first, dog. Really, I actually got given when I first started my job. Uh, I got given um, a border collie, half a fella. <laughs> Well, he only lasted two weeks and yeah didn't want anything to do with him so and then i uh, got cash um off my father-in-law he was probably seven months old at the time eight months old when i started my job um and i couldn't i couldn't do much with him but i was sort of he learned pretty quick because i sort of pushed him to do everything um it's sort of funny because because he was my only dog at the time, I pushed him to do nearly everything and, and he matured really quick. But um, when it's with my pups now, I do the totally opposite. Like I, I let him uh, mature before I start doing any work with him. You know, they're not as young as it's easy when you got a, a team of dogs to take the work where back then I didn't have any dogs. So it was easy to take young dogs to work all the time. Yeah. But now I sort of, yeah, don't start dogs till a bit later. Yeah. And um, what about your current team these days? Um, current team. Um, well, there's what I've got. <laughs> um, I think there's seven main dogs there. Um, so there's Cash, Snip, Elvis, and then um. I've got a few Elvis pups, Sarah, she's come along pretty well. Um, and then Rambo. Um, yeah, Rambo, like I, I, I try to get a couple of sale dogs ready for every year and and have pups coming up all the time. Um, so I'd, with the pups coming up, I, they've got to be, yeah, kicking the older dogs out. Like, mm-hmm. um, like no matter how good they are to me, every dog's every dog's for sale like no because if there's a dog there that's pushing you out well that's it it's yeah see you later yeah um i'm i'm pretty hard on them that way um, it, yeah and do you have a type or style that you prefer like you mentioned you need, you like something that does everything but what, what's your what's your type or, or style that you prefer uh I like it's sort of good to have a bit of everything in your team because no matter what job you do it's always um it's always you know different it's not sort of the same mm-hmm. you're not doing the same job every day so you sort of need a big a big team of dogs um and they vary if they vary a fair bit like they can all do they can all do everything but they're still something lacks somewhere where others are you know better elsewhere but if i have a dog like a dog that lacks a bit in the yard but's really good in the paddock i try to use them in the yard more to make them better there yeah um do it that way so yeah and just to try and yeah right, you go yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say so obviously you want that all-around dog is there anything in particular you're looking for to improve your line and bring that through? Any traits or anything? Uh, strength. I'm I'm pretty big on strength. Um, 
But I find a lot of people get their strength in dogs mixed up a bit. Like, um, you know, people think they have a strong dog and, and, you know, put videos up of it on sheep and whatever. But to me, it's not strong till I see it, you know, swing, like not swinging off a cow, but, you know, strong on cattle. Yeah. Come in, have a good nose bite. Like, like Cash is a good example of, of mine. Like, he can he looks str- he can look strong on sheep. He'll come in and grab a, a dorset ram. Think, oh yeah, he's a big strong bastard. But then you put him you put him on cattle, and he's and he's just got bark on cattle. Like doesn't so that's where he's he's sort of I'd count him weak. Um, so I'm looking for them dogs that are yeah. That are a lot stronger on cattle and um but i mean they gotta be yeah they, they do sheep work too obviously but um yeah strength is a big thing That's so i try and if i got a strong bitch like i don't mind putting a bit of a more softer dog over but and vice versa i put like i use elvis quite a bit because he's he's a pretty strong dog so i'll, I'll put him over more yardier type bitches um yeah uh, yeah, with like any anything that's got a bit of weakness. Question here from Tim Hall: um, What breeding slash bloodlines are you using in your camp now, and is your direction any different from when you first started with Kelby's? Uh no, not really. Because so nearly everything of mine, uh, except for cash. Uh, and there's a, f- a couple of others there, but most of them have all got half or quarter uh, ton of bardy in them. Yeah. Um. Obviously, cause I when I started out, I was working with Tim and and um and Rod. So yeah, a lot of my lines, a lot of my dogs go back to them, and that's probably where I've been lucky enough because uh, Rod's. Rod's really hard on dogs. He's <laughs> he's the same like nothing. He wouldn't go anything that shows weakness on cattle because he does a lot of cattle work as well. So it's yeah. probably his number one um, thing to look for, and and that's sort of where I've yeah. Where so like yeah. So I've been probably lucky that Rod's put me in that direction um, straight away. Um, and then uh, there's I don't mind trying outside dogs either. Like, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to try anything, but um, there is certain crosses I like. But yeah, I don't mind giving anything a go. Actually, Tim's Tim Hall's got a really good dog that I like. That um, Ace. I've been wanting to give give him a go. Um, yeah, we did give him. A, yeah, so. I don't mind. I don't mind. Tim and and the reason for that is too. Tim Tim does similar work to what I do. Like I was down in Tassie this year, and you know them fellas work a lot of cattle, a lot of sheep. So it's a similar sort of work to what I do. Um, yeah. so that's what probably, um, yeah. I like about that them them sort of dogs too because they're doing similar work. Yeah. Right, and when we're talking about sheep here, right? What kind of what do you like? What makes a good sheep dog to you? Um, something that can move them. <laughs> yeah. Something with uh, lots of presence and 
Um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, makes a good sheep, though. Something that can do everything with sheep, I suppose. It needs to muster them. It needs to do yard work. It, yeah. Like, if it's your only dog, it needs, yeah. It needs to, it needs to be able to do everything for you if you've only got one of them. Yeah. Needs a pretty big heart, right? A big motor in it. Yeah. What about um, cattle dog versus sheep dog? What what separates them in your opinion? Well, strength, I suppose. Like, there's a lot of probably a lot of sheep dogs out there that can't do cattle work because a cow looks at them and they bloody run the other way. Where yeah, like I'd probably rather have more of a cattle cattley type dog than a than a. Um, Sheepdog, yeah, like a sheepdog is probably more of a real barkier type. Where a cattle yep. dog is your more probably bites a bit more. But like I, I was showing a young fella actually this week about he's gone on about uh, some people think oh you need this a dog that barks a heap to move sheep, but it's it's all a, a lot of shit really because there's plenty of silent dogs out there that can move sheep that have got heaps of presence and that like. Um. Yeah, and you just take the muzzle off if you really have to. <laughs> yeah, and obviously you don't like um, bark on cattle. Um, I don't mind it. Yeah. Sometimes, like that's why. Like I, yeah, like I've got a team of dogs. I got ones that bark on them. Then I've got them few that don't bark. But I always bring a couple when I'm going out into the hills, mustering like. You know, some of it's um, pretty rough going. Um, like I'll sometimes bring a barking dog with me. Um, yep. Just to know where they are, whatever. Um, but yeah, it does It does work on dry cattle pretty good, the bark. Yep. Um, just on cows and calves, it's it's a pain. Because um, the second that dog starts barking, just all the cows turn around and they all just want to fight and where with them silent dogs that they're just whatever cow turns around at the back they just hit him and none of the other cows know about it so it's it's a lot easier and you mentioned you like a strong dog how does that go do you like a dog with a bit of trainability and bitability or not so much yeah yeah they need to be trainable and 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 biddable but um yeah, like the strong dogs are, um, they can be a pain in the arse because some of them, some of them get real intense. So, like a lot of people probably, yeah, there's a lot of people that don't like them probably strong dogs because they're intense and they they zone you out a bit. But once you get used to them, like put it this way, you probably wouldn't want a whole, t you don't want a whole team of them, that's for sure. Or the bloody. Do your head in. Once you get used to them, um, yeah, they're they're bloody exhausting. Like like Elvis, Elvis is you come off and you're absolutely <laughs> wrecked after working him because you're just trying to hold him back and it, you know it can be really hard work. Same with his father Grub. I think Rod's had Rod has got Grub and. I think Rod's had two heart attacks after working crop. <laughs> so, well, have you, have you feeling all right out there, Rod? 
after Hull, Rookie had to go to the hospital. He had yeah. a heart attack after working him. And, yeah. and then yeah. If you listen there, mate, I hope you're at home resting up a bit and uh, taking a bit easier and maybe um, let someone else work grub for a little while. <laughs> I've offered to take him a few times. I'm sure you might be one offering. Mate, and you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier there uh, about always trying to have a sale dog coming through. Um, mate, obviously auctions are really taken off over the last couple of years. Mate, do you think it's a good thing, um, not a good thing, bit of feedback, and where do you see it going? No, I think it's great. Well, I mean, obviously, because I've got a few dogs in every year, I think it's it's fantastic. But it's no different. I mean, you got to be, you do got to be careful what you're buying because there probably is people that that are getting rid of just you know shit. But um, it's no different to sheep and cattle, really. Like you got to take, you got to take the prices when they're there because you know sheep and cattle right at the moment too, but. There's always a time where where the arse can fall out, man. It's, and it'll probably be the same time when the when um the arse will fall out. The dog auctions, like, um, yeah, when the money is there, you got to take it, and when it's not there, well, yeah, it's yeah, it won't be happy people, but yeah, you just yeah, you got to take it when it's there. Definitely. They're probably, I think, there's probably starting to get a little bit too many auctions. Yeah uh there's probably too many happening i reckon like um all a bit too close to one another and i think that probably takes takes the prices away from the bigger ones because um you know farmers are going to them littler auctions and buying them cheaper dogs and you know where you take that dog to one of the bigger options and it could make five grand more um that's probably the difference in it Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, hopefully it keeps going strong. So you obviously do a bit of breeding. Do you breed many litters a year? Um, uh, between probably about two litters a year. Um, uh, yeah, I've only really because I've I haven't been like I've only been in the dogs for um you know four years now so i'm only just starting to get sort of you know them bitches around me um to breed um like snip snip is my oldest bitch and she's only turned three back in may um so i'm pretty lucky with the team i have like they're all it's a pretty young team yeah um yeah and what are you sorry no, no, you're right, Kigar. Um, yeah, so really, there's there's only two, a couple of bitches here that I'm breeding from. Like, they've really, yeah, they've got to be very special um, for me to breed from. Like, um, yeah, and that's why when it comes to service fees and stuff like that, I are buying a pup. Like, I always try and grab a bitch because I find it really, it's really hard to get a strong find a strong bitch so that's what i really look for so um yes that's why i always grab a bitch for a service fee or if i buy a pup ever later i'd always try to get a bitch just to you know because that they're they're the future of of your stud um breeding wise so that's why i always try and grab bitches 
And, and obviously, we know you like strength. What what does a bitch have to show you to be able to be worthy of breeding from? What makes it special? You um, what, ma what makes the bitches you have special? Uh, well, calm, um, strong. They, they can do everything. Um, yeah. yeah, like, you know, you can go... You can go to a, a yard trawl or, or a utility trawl or cattle trawl and, and you know, so they can, yeah. Snips, snips to anyone of that. Like Pepsi, Pepsi's my other bitch. She's, uh, it's funny, like she's, yeah, she's, she's never going to be a trawl dog. But if you've seen her at work, it's yeah it's a totally different story she makes up for it at work so yeah. she's uh yeah her pups the pups i have by her here on a young though so um yeah Why that? Did she just no, no. sorry did she just find another gear for you at work yeah she's a, a absolute machine when it comes to yard work and that um she's probably my best my best yard dog um but then she she lacks she lacks probably in the paddock you know more than the others um yeah i was actually lucky really that she's she's bloody alive but um i ran over moving stock down the down the road and um luckily enough well i hit her with my front tire went over and then i drove forward a bit to make sure i wasn't on top of her still and um yeah parked the back tire on her tail and i reckon she pulled away and she broke her tail and that's all that was that's all that was wrong with her so i was, I was pretty lucky yeah definitely she a bobtail now mate or bobtail yeah yeah right. like a little smithfield or something <laughs> just weight reduction yeah absolutely in a second okay go to the second cool yeah um, so when looking at sires, what makes a good sire to you? Um, well, I probably go for like with the stronger like whatever the bitch lacks a bit in. Um, you know, fill it in with the sire. So if if she's a bit more yardier type than a pub, I'll probably go more paddocky sire. Um yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably what I look at. I don't know, I find it really hard to find to find outside sires. There's there's like heaps out there, don't get me wrong, but I just you know, you just don't get to see enough of them. Yeah. Um you only get the steam at um you know yard trials and um yeah yeah so yeah so i try and try and if a bitch lacks something that's that's what i'd go outside to a sire that needs to needs to get what's the, i don't know what the word i'm looking for now um compensate for a way she lacks <laughs> There you go. Found the word, mate. Bless you. 
And um, mate, those few letters you, you've had, had do you um do you find, or in your opinion, do you think that the, the bitch or the dog has more litter, more um, influence? Let's thank you over litter. Nah, nah. Um, I have I have this argument with Rod and Rod and Tim a bit. Actually, they, they, yeah. like they reckon, you know, it's all about the the bitch line. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I reckon it's fifty fifty. Yeah, definitely. I'm with Rod and Tim. Definitely fifty fifty. Well, I'm a lot like that, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how you look at it. I mean, yeah. litters litters vary a lot. I know, you know, people say, "Oh, well, the that's the bitch spends more time with him, so the, the bitch influences a lot more. I, I do see where people are coming from there, but when it comes to work, I think the whole later can be like the mother, like the father. You just, yeah. Um, and how do you go about picking a pup for yourself? Ah, that's a, um I don't <laughs> take it over. Uh the only thing I, I probably would go for is I'm I'm not a huge fan of big white chess. Um and I not a fan of floppy ears. I hate floppy ears. <laughs> so that's they're probably the only two I don't, I don't go for in a litter. Um yeah. I mean, if a dog, you know, there are any things, you know, you don't like, but if I've got a dog there that's an absolute, you know, champion, bloody, and he's got floppy ears, but I'll still <laughs> bloody take him. <laughs> you know, it's just when it comes to picking pups, yeah. I mean, what do you, some people look at the roofs of their mouth. It's got a black mouth. It's going to be good. If, but uh, I don't. I agree with that because I agree with that because I just take whatever. Yeah. yeah. And what advice would you give to anyone wanting to purchase their first uh, dog or pup? Um, buy one off or like what? Well, anyone that wanted to purchase a dog or a pup, like what advice would you give give to them? Well, you need to probably look for like. A handler that's got um that's similar to you like you know someone that's nice and calm and their and their dogs and their dogs um you know are easy going and and do everything easy like and if you're calm and, and like that sort of style like you probably go to them but if you're looking for <laughs> if you're happy to be yelling at dogs and 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 want a dog that that hates doing as it's told will probably um, yeah, go to people that are always yelling at dogs. Um, yeah. Like me, I'm always yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, talking about yelling at dogs, do you want to go back question there? This one? Yeah. Yep. Um, Matthew Adams has asked, do you find with strength comes defiance, making it less trainable, and would you suggest more work environment or small training setup for those um, like defiant dogs? What, what does it mean by defiant dogs? Sorry. Um, do you find with strength comes defiance? 
Or yeah, well, like a lot of them sticky dogs just need, you know, to probably you need you need to be working them on big mobs to free them up. Like them stronger dogs are are a lot stickier, so you need, you know, three sheep is not going to be any good for them because they're just going to be stuck on them all the time. You need you need to actually take them probably to work and um to frame up on them bigger mobs. You know, they got no other choice but to move because they've got to get to the lead and um yeah that that's that's probably the best way to to work them sort of dogs yeah beautiful Did you want to go that one there, yeah man? um randall fincham has asked would you rather a dog that takes the confrontation to the cattle or a dog that waits for it a dog that waits for it yeah and why a dog that's gonna take a dog that's gonna take a term all the time well the job's gonna take longer because you know, he's always um, going to be probably light. Yeah. Um. Where? Yeah. Yeah. I like. I like a. I like a dog to just back at a mob and and just let the mob walk. Where, them. You know, and I've, I've had, I've had the, them two types of dogs where you know them ones to sit off and and just walk along behind it, and then I've had them ones that are constantly up up them, and just wanting to fight them the whole way and and. They're the ones you just put away because it's just easier. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the ones, yeah, we'll this Get this, mate. All right, yeah. cool. Mate, talking about um, pups there, mate. What age do you start a pup and, and what kind of stock do you start? Do you use? Um, so I start my from sheep. Um, I used to, I used to always rare, um, you know, for or five potty lambs every year and i used to find them good and um, i think yeah I've, i remember listening to someone and and they were like yeah you never use potty lambs but um yeah <laughs> I, I think the the pup like you know the pups are always being rewarded because the lambs are following you because i think they're getting fed and especially if you're starting them off pretty young and they're following you so the pup thinks well he's doing a great job you know he's moving the sheep along um that's what i used to then i got now i got sick of bloody rain potty lamb so um i just yeah use use um whatever sheep i can broken in sheep because you don't want them, you don't want your pups getting injured yeah um, that was more at the start but then i sort of uh because it's so busy at work and that i sort of was taking pups to work and doing most of my training at work with them um rather than a home like you work dogs for 10 hours of the day you yeah there once there's the last thing you want to be doing is coming home and working for another couple um yeah. so i was finding it easier to just do that work and and plus you get home now and, and the kids are here so you, you got to spend time with the kids as well so that's when i started doing more of my training at work and that's where um why I was I was starting my pups a lot later when they were ready to come to work more so than um, mm -hmm. doing it at home. Yeah. And do you have any uh, milestones or expectations that you want a pup to reach by a certain age or time? Uh yeah. Um, I want to chase down Gary White. We at the nationals. That's my yeah. next girl. <laughs> so I. Yeah. Um, yeah, and no, I'd, 
like to win a win a national one there. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but it's gonna be it's hard to beat Gary. Gary's Gary's very good at him. He is, isn't he? So, Number seventeen under his belt, I think, on the weekend. Yeah, something like that. So he'll be out there today. Uh, listen to Big Gaz. He is. He is. Congratulations, yeah. mate. So hats off to you once again. Gary's Gary's good fun at around to have a, a yeah. try too. Love taking the piss out of him, especially when uh, never. Like <laughs> Mate, and, and we mentioned um they're um, working on um you know um some trainer sheep. What's your ideal setup? Um, I know you do a lot of at work there. You mentioned, but what is your ideal setup for training? Uh, yard. Yeah, yeah, I use a round yard. Um, there's no corners to get stuck in. Or, um, like I do, I still do at home. Like on if I get a chance on weekends, whatever to give give the young pups a go, just to see if they're showing any interest or, um, yeah. But yeah, more more round yard, and then I'll take them out once I start getting getting a bit better. And I'll let them out in the paddock to get away from the fences and um, actually get around, chasing. But and and even with cattle wise, I won't start a dog till a lot later on cattle, um, yeah. and more so when usually I usually used to break pups in like when we're weaning so once once weaners are sort of broken in a bit then i'd let younger dogs out on them um i used to yeah I'd never start them on cows and cows because it just creates creates habits um question here from rick freeman um what would you do to encourage a dog to back who doesn't seem too keen on the idea but is otherwise a good dog or at what stage would you give up on backing and have a dog purely as a paddock dog? Uh, yeah, just don't don't give up with him. Um, the more he does, the more confidence he's going to get. Um, but then, there, like, there definitely is dogs out there that that probably that probably um, yeah will never be confident in doing it. So how, it depends how old he is. Um, and how much he's actually done but just make sure the race is you, you want the race to be tight so he can't fall down you know so he's got lots of confidence um staying on their backs don't don't leave any holes from the fall through or, or he'll get stood on and um yeah and the other day mate i was seeing a video you put up there i think of cash in the paddock um going out a long way on that ridge top mate what the, um what kind of casting actions do you prefer there? Uh, casting action as, as in. How do you how do you like your car? How do you like your dogs to cast out? Oh uh, yeah, what? Uh, probably more a pear shape. Like in in flatter country, yeah, I like a pear shape um, cast. Um, but yeah, out in the hills. Um, when you're blind cast and you just sort of gotta like dogs that don't don't that don't kick out, I try and send them further behind me so that they actually get around to them. Um, yeah. Um, but cash, cash out in the hills, yeah, he's he's a bit of a freak. Comes to the hills, he's um, yeah. 
really good. Why that? What What do you like about it? Oh, because you can just send them anywhere. Line cast him, and and you can you can you can direct him anywhere in the hills. Um, yeah, he's really really good and just easy to work out in the hills. He's probably a bit loose. Doesn't doesn't grip his stock um, as much, but yeah, he's um, still in probably number one dog when it comes to comes to the real steep country and, and thicker country. But Elvis Elvis is really good at it too. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, cash is cash is probably my number one when it comes to the hills. Mate, I'm not sure this is a G up. We've had a couple of questions here about you using birds to train dogs. Well, a couple of different people have asked here. What, what's the go here? Uh, can I guess who it would be? Oh, uh, there's a couple. Jo is Jordan one? Nope. No. No. <laughs> a bit of a G up, is it? <laughs> that I? No, you'd have to say, say the name. That that's cool, mate. We'll keep we'll move, we'll punch on. Just thought it might be something, but we're, we're like we're looking at each other here. Going, there's a few people asking. Yeah. Is this fair income? What's the go? So, anyways, we might keep going there, mate. Um, so obviously you've been around dogs for the last four or five years, mate. How long have you been trolling? Uh be th over three years. Every four years in the springtime. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we know uh, you have a crack at everything. Very first trial. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and we know you have a crack at crack at everything, mate. Why why do you trial? Um, it's good to get out there, and I, I love socialising. Um, yeah, it's good to catch up people, and and it's probably not a bad thing just to sort of see where your dogs are at as well. Um, towards other people's. Um. Yeah, probably uh, it, that way. Like you know, there's there's obviously good dogs. There's good dogs there, and and then you think you have a good dog, so you go through trial and we'll see if he actually is up to standard or not. Um, but I love the social side of things. Like you know, you go up, you go up and you set wells. Well, I, I love going up there and catching up with them fellas. They're all. Usually have a you pretty can. sore head the next day. <laughs> You're not too bad, are you? <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, but it's it's like uh, like we start running running this SSD um, cover supreme stock dog challenge down here now, and and just uh, it's probably more for us to see what sort of because uh, that's the type of work we're doing, like you know utility, like paddock work, cattle work, yard work, and it's it's um a sort of a way for us to find and have a look at uh, outside sires as well yeah um in a way so and um do you have a favorite like form of trialing yard utility cattle? um probably yard um yeah, there's just a bit more happening. I love like I love utility and um cattle as well, but there's just a bit more action happening in the air trials and you can get through a bit more and like utility and, and three sheep can it, it can get a bit boring at, near the end of the day 
I suppose, just because yeah, it you know it takes so long, but um, yeah. I still really enjoyed. I still really enjoyed doing them. Um, yeah. Like a three sheep, like a three, a three sheep is great. To, it's it's really good to do, um, but it's bloody boring to watch. It's a bit like soccer. <laughs> soccer. Soccer's all right to play. It's all right to play when you're out there in the action, but it's bloody boring to watch. <laughs> but and then you obviously you mentioned that that you like yard trying, mate. Do you do you believe that yard trials simulate what a real work environment? Or you can see aspects of a dog in the yard trial um that you you know could go, oh yeah, that dog would be right in, in a yard situation. Yeah. Um Uh, yeah, no, so say that question again. You bloody like any yard trials. Do you believe they they simulate like real work situations still? Like the, the you know, like you reenacts probably another one, yeah. Like you know, you got out, we got our draft and we got our drench trace and our forcing pens. Like, do you believe that watching them at a yard trial, watching a dog at a yard trial, you go, yeah, that that dog would make a work dog? Um. Uh, yeah, there definitely is certain certain dogs, yeah. That um, but then there's definitely dogs there that um, you know, can go good on ten or twelve sheep, but then put them on probably a couple of hundred, um, and it'd probably be a different story. But um, yeah, yeah most most of the time that'd be it's it's yeah, it's not different. You see, you you see the good dogs there are are always on top. That'd yeah. be good. Like I don't if I was it's not always about the dog that's winning all the time either. Like, you know, there's a lot of dogs there that aren't always winning that I really like. You know, they got heaps of go about them. Um yeah, that would probably make more like you know they're really good farm dogs. Cause um, you know, the handler's trying trying to hold them back a bit. Like it's more it's more work first before trialing if you know what i mean like you know i'm looking for a work dog before a trial dog so it's not always the dog that's winning that does it for me um, so question what about a dog that um you know is a trial dog and like you know like you said before it might not get around a few hundred sheep do you think that is something that can be taught though if they know the principles or something they pick yeah. up from work yeah yeah absolutely yeah um yeah then yeah the only reason i said it is because I, I actually know of a like a really good uh like he's a good child dog and but then you see him see him at work and and you think you know just can't move sheep then when it comes to work yeah um and i've said like i have seen it that's why i've yeah, yeah, no, that said that but when it comes to trialing like You'd, yeah, you'd, you'd want the dog to go to a trial, but then um, when it comes to work, yeah, just nothing, nothing there um, on them on them bigger mobs. But um, yeah. And what do you think makes a good trial dog? Um, well, something, something that's gonna listen to you and. Uh, <laughs> Do do as he's told. Um, what makes a good troll dog? 
Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> um, I suppose they got to be better. You know, they got to they got to listen to you and 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 want to be there. You know, there's yeah. there's some sometimes you know dogs don't even want to be there for the handler, but um, yeah, they got to want to be there with you and 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 want to work for you. Um, like I think people, I, I think some people like can overcomplicate things. You know that over command at trials um rather than just letting the dog do his his thing um and that's and, and that's where they, they they probably struggle a bit um yeah the, the, as the saying goes uh less less is more and uh, i think that's yeah some people probably need to think about that a bit more rather than trying to control be control freak of the dog just let the dog do his own thing yeah absolutely i reckon i know to answer this one more yeah do you have a favorite trial to participate in uh ssd there yeah. you go but <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> nah, and um and hats off to you like that um we weren't able to get down there ourselves but so much good feedback yeah from from that one there and really looking forward to getting down to the next one you're on like you're on a really good event from all accounts mate haven't had anyone had say a bad word so hats off to you i know it's not easy to run just the yard trial let alone the ssd so awesome work mate yeah no it was a great weekend and and there's a lot of people you know we um that hadn't been out in the paddock before and um you know, they didn't didn't realise how well they'd go. Like, like Mitch Mitch Job was a good one. Like that Brutus of he's like he's he's a cracking yard dog, and and Mitch probably has never done three sheep in his life with him, and and he ended up penning with him. Um, <laughs> I was reading I was reading the magazine there, and Mitch Mitch got a bigger write up than what Campbell did, and Campbell yeah. won it. <laughs> <laughs> he done he done so in 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 the three sheep. Uh, you know, it's just it's just things like that. That's why you just need to, even with people beginning, uh, wanting to get into trial and but are too nervous. Like you just got to give these things a go because you won't f find out till you actually do it. Yeah. Um, and if if you don't do that well at that one, well, you know, go to the next one and try and do better. Like I got DQ'd at my first trial, um, which was yeah, it's pretty heartbreaking at the time, but you know. <laughs> You just gotta come back and and um, yeah, try to do better the next day. Yeah. So there was, there was one point there I thought DQ was a good score for a little while. This is shit, I gotta get more dogs. <laughs> but and what um what do you feel is your best trialing achievement that this far or a special already, moment? We know that answer too. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. This year down in down in Tassie with Cash, that was uh Winning the Australian Air Dog Championships, yeah. that was um, a great, great feeling. Um, I never, ex never expected it. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, you definitely go there to win, but I, I always sort of set a goal if I can just, just make a final is always, is always good. But yeah, um, yeah, you know, I think, I think Ireland though, it can be always bloody. It's probably sixty percent luck as well but yeah 
luck was on our side that day anyway, and we, we got the job done. But that was really good. I had, I had a really good time up at Armadale as well. I was pretty pretty happy. Snip snip winning uh, the Australian um, up there that uh, made, and then Elvis got second in the uh, the yard, the novice yard up there as well. Um, that was a pretty big achievement at the time too. Absolutely. And to think, you know, the issue of the magazine before you won the Australian, you were a rising star and next minute you win in the Australian Yards pretty cool. So big jump. Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, well, it was yeah. 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 I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. I thought, wow, we picked that one. <laughs> um, how do you, do you get nervous at all and how do you handle them? Yeah, yeah, I get nervous all the time. Probably uh, not so bad with my younger dogs. It's probably more with um, like the likes of when I go out with Cash and that. Like probably because he's been my first dog, and he he sort of got me to where you know got me to where I am now. Like I always get nervous working him for some reason, because um, I just don't know how he's gonna go on the day whether he's gonna <laughs> listen to me or not. But, Stay away from those DQs. Um, yeah, yeah. It was actually funny. It was good in Tassie because we had big paddocks to run him in, and that's uh before he's before he's run, I took him took him for a big run before we went out there, but uh, sort of settled him down a bit. Yeah, mate. And, and away from trialing, um, mate. What advice do you give to someone that wanted to pursue a career in our livestock industry? Um, oh, I mean, give it a go. Uh, like, um, yeah, I don't know how to answer that. Say the question again, please. What advice would you give to someone that wanted to pursue a career in our livestock industry? Well, get yourself a, a team of working dogs. I suppose it'd be a good start. Um, and yeah, just give it a go. Um, get out there and have a crack. Get out there Start and have a crack. Start some resumes away. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's plenty of jobs going out there at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's not hard to find one. And who would you like us to sit down on Dog Talk with? Um. I think it'd be good to have a chat to a couple of the Kiwi fellas, like um, yeah. Lloyd Smith and um, yeah, a few of them fellas. Like the the things that they do over there, they like it's just next, like it's the next level towards here, really. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you could talk to Jake Nolan about um, who who'd be good to chat to over there. Um, yeah. He's been over there and he he loves it. Um, I find the uh, the Monero boys they're pretty, yeah, uh, like Mango, Mango Hedger, and uh, Dean Inch and that. Um, and actually, um, what's his name up at Armadale? I spent a fair bit of time talking to him, Myla, yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's them, like it's the same with Mango, like he's uh them dog trapping fellas like mango is telling us a lot of stories then in tassie about you know like because obviously he's he's 
um, trapping dogs and he's, he's just got to know every their next move really to trap them like and and that, that dan matches is the same like them them fellas are really interesting to talk to um about dogs trying to lure a dog to step into a, an inch pad in thousands and thousands of acres right there's really got exactly a right. dogs right. and you know using lures and just the way they move a stick around you know and just yeah bundling them in and yeah there's, there's a lot to it right they're really yeah. got an old dog yeah, no, it's it's really interesting. Like some of the stories he was telling, and 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 uh, yeah, Milo, Milo's good value. He was a uh, good fun up there. He get a few good stories, I think. <laughs> awesome, awesome, mate. Mate, it's, it's that time of night, mate. Was there a question that stuck out for you tonight? And that lucky uh, viewer will win a bag of enduro energy food for working dogs with real kangaroo, mate. Uh, Peter Rutherford. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. No, like this, Pete. Um, I'll get in contact with you, and we'll get a bag of enduro coming your way. Also, Ed, thanks for your time tonight, mate. There's a bag coming your way as well. Yeah, uh, I can. Uh, I'll give my bag to someone else as well. Um, if you like. Uh, uh, Was there a second one there that stood out for you? Um. Who else asked questions? Um, is it Adam? Adam or something? Um, yeah, there was Matthew Adams. Matthew Adams. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Beautiful. Yep. Matthew, if you want to um, send us your details, mate, uh, bag of enduro coming your way as well. And uh, thanks for donating that back, mate. We uh, appreciate that. Yep, not a problem. Um, like to thank you for your time, obviously. Um, but one last question. Would you rather fight one duck the size of a horse or 20 horses the size of ducks? Uh, duck the size of a horse. So I don't yeah. mind eating duck, and I reckon there'll be a fair bit of eating on a duck the size of a horse. That's cool, mate. Thank you very much for your time tonight. Much appreciated. Um, thanks to all our viewers, and please remember we learn every day, and the day we stop learning will be a sad one for all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, guys.